welcome to another episode of the Wire to Wire podcast. For this episode, I'm joined by Jordan, and we discuss the Westbrook trade to the Lakers and the 2021 NBA draft. So without further ado, let's just get right to it. Jordan, welcome back to the Wire to Wire podcast. Thanks for having me again. Of course, bro. You're my guy, man. My B Mike. <laughs> There's been some big movements, obviously. You know, Westbrook is now on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So let's start off, bro. What are your thoughts on that? I feel like this is what LeBron needed after uh, that failed performance in Space Jam 2. Uh, I feel like this <laughs> can really, this will be the one to really reset the resurgence that he needs coming back into the new season because. Uh, Getting uh, getting knocked out by the Suns, now coming into the summer. He had that hype focusing on Space Jam 2. The numbers are horrific. I watched it myself. That was a terrible movie. Um, Bro, his stop. acting performance, his acting performance was <laughs> terrible as well. But Bro, stop that. Let's let's get into basketball. I don't yeah. want it's not a it's not a movie podcast, but like like I said, the resurgence of his of, of his career, even though it's on a he, he won a title. Now he got knocked out in the first round. Now he's coming back. He has another big three. You know LeBron, how, how he does it, how he has it set up. He gets his team together. He gets his pieces every offseason. So it's it's going to be entertaining. Like, it's going to sell jerseys. Like, Lake Show is back. You know what I mean? There's, all the Westbrook fans are, are now Lake Show fans. You know what I mean? Because, like, having Westbrook on your team brings a boatload of fans. Right? And I've seen it all over Twitter and everything. But in regards to basketball, will it get it done? I don't think so. I don't think so. I feel like Westbrook will help out the team in a sense where when AD needs to sit out, when LeBron needs to sit out, he can do his Westbrook thing and where he's getting his triple doubles, he's ball dominant, and he's putting up his numbers. And in the regular season, yes, that will result to some wins. But I feel like the Lakers still need to do some uh, movements in 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 sense of getting more shooters because uh, yes they have three ball dominant players that are all playmakers in their own rights that can all create and make things happen but when it comes to playoff basketball I don't think it will lead to winning basketball when it's coming to the clutch like yes into the clutch LeBron's gonna have to have the ball but where, where does Westbrook grow, right? Because can he go in the corner? No, not really, because he can't really shoot. AD and like AD and LeBron will do their little pick and roll, and maybe Westbrook and AD will do the pick and roll, or, or Westbrook and Bron can do a pick and roll. But ultimately, I just don't think it will result in winning basketball. Westbrook has played with like all the best players throughout his career, right? KD, LeBron, Harden. Uh, and it's, it hasn't, it's resulted in one finals win, right? So... Like I said, unless they can make other moves uh, within the offseason, I heard some Buddy Heald talk. If they're able to get Buddy Heald, some other shooters, uh, they'll be in in this discussion because it's LeBron James at the end of the day, right? And like like I said, like coming off such a a poor performance in a movie, right? He (laughs) He has to put on a better performance back in the NBA, right? So that's my take on it. Bro. Okay, I disagree with you on the Space Jam. I actually thought they did a great job with that movie, with the graphics and the storyline. Um, do bro, Don't they do did, that. bro. Bro, they, they showed... 
<laughs> don't do that. Bro, don't do that. What was the they plot? Added the what was plot? the plot? Do you want like the the subplot or that plot plot? Bro, I don't know. Like, the theme. Give me, give me, give me the the goon the goon squad plot. What was the goon squad plot? The goon squad plot. Okay, mm-hmm. so essentially they wanted to help bring Dom's game to life, right? So they mm-hmm. wanted to weaponize Dom's game as a way to take down LeBron. Okay. And you know the subplot is they're basically showing the evolution of fatherhood. Do you see how in the yeah, 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 LeBron yeah. was tough on I, the I saw I, I saw that monologue at the at the, at the middle of the game <laughs> where they hug. That, right? was, that was horrid. Hell, that okay. was amazing, bro. That reminded me of no. like Will Smith in Pursuit of Happiness, bro. Yeah, okay, you see, you see what I mean. You talk to a LeBron <laughs> fan. Look, look how it is when you talk to a LeBron fan. <laughs> Nothing to do to them. They're gonna say Space Jam Two was good. That's the craziest thing I ever heard in my life. That was one of the worst movies I've honestly seen <laughs> in my life. I can't lie. Like, I, I understand what you're talking with the nostalgia aspect of having everything, all the 90s characters, the Matrix, the Justice League, and all those Warner Bros. characters. But, like, it, it didn't work. Like, yes, the graphics were something for the, the kids, right? Like, as a kid, you would appreciate the graphics and exactly. just the star and the talent in the movie. But... At the end of the day, the movie in a whole, and yes, I'm an adult talking about a kid's movie, but at the end of the day, <laughs> I, I watch anime, I watch cartoon movies, I still watch like um, animated movies to this day. And That's I it. know what a, a bad animated movie is, and that was it. <laughs> but I don't like, want to get off, I don't want to get off basketball. We will get thing, up. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, we'll get back to basketball. But I just want to say, like, he did a good job of playing, like, the Courtney dad. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, yeah. Okay, so the basketball thing now with the Lakers, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I didn't like this trade. Mm-hmm. Because, to me, Westbrook is a LeBron light. Only he's a worse shooter, lower IQ. And he's just not that dude. You mentioned it. Like, he played with Kevin Durant. This guy played with Paul George. He played with Melo, James Harden. And you played with Bradley Beal, and you mm-hmm. you did nothing with these guys. Like you never made it past the first round playing with these guys. I think, except with Houston, they made it to the second round and they lost. So it's like you've had no playoff success, and now you're coming to a team where the best player on the team literally has the same game as you. Like there's only one basketball, basically. Like so, how I don't see how this is gonna work. And to be honest, like my hot take is that they brought him on board to use him as a trade as a trade asset. I don't believe he finishes out the season with this team. Like, I'll be very so? surprised. Yeah, I think they're going to look... I think what's going to happen is when the season starts, they're going to drop some games that they should be winning, and they're going to kind of struggle finding their footing. And then I think they're going to they're gonna put them on the trade market and try to get some assets for them. Now, whether or not they'll actually be able to get anything, I don't know, because he's on the decline of his career. But I don't see him finishing out the season with this team. Like, I don't see how it can work. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Um I've heard some speculations of it could be a trade asset. And I can see that happening. I can see it coming down to they have a, a, a subpar 500 or just above 500 um, season going into like Christmas time, possibly. And, and then it's like, okay, how can we leverage Westbrook as a trade asset and get something else for it? But another thing, if, if they're not looking good, the value of Westbrook as a trade asset, is going to go down. That's the thing. And that's, and that's going to be the hard part. <laughs> and that's, going to, that's why it's going to be very hard to unload him. Like, I don't think they're going to get much value back for him. 
Like, for example, okay, this is a hypothetical, but the Suns wouldn't do, like, a straight-up CP for Westbrook trade. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. Right? No. no. So if he struggles, if he struggles and the team struggles, yeah, it's going to hurt his trade value, and then they're going to have to – they're going to get really desperate to unload him. But I can't rationalize this. And the thing is, like, you got rid of all your shooters to get this guy. So now your team literally has no shooters. Yeah. So it's uh, – yeah, this one was a. This was beyond me. <laughs> like I didn't really get it. Yeah, like at the end of the day, like the Lakers are in the entertainment business, right? If you look at it from that standpoint, and you're looking at it like jersey sales, fans, excitement, they already have that with LeBron and AD, and they'll always have it regardless of the fact. But just knowing what having Westbrook. Uh, on your team does like there's a boatload of fans that Westbrook has and that follow him wherever he goes. They followed him to Houston. They followed him to Washington and they'll keep following him to uh, Lakers nation. So I feel like it's going to sell jerseys. It's going to be exciting. Uh, It it, it votes well for the NBA because now they can, they can schedule big matchups, big games, Lakers, Brooklyn Christmas game. Or whatever it may be, right? MLK days, they'll have a good schedule of games because you have, you have so many teams that are just so big three based. Like they always have a big three, or we're seeing a lot of teams that have formulated a a core of superstars, right? You have yeah. the Warriors that will be coming back with KD. I mean, not KD, Clay uh, and Steph and Draymond, I guess, and Wiseman and Wiggins. Uh, so they'll be a much improved team. The Jazz will be the Jazz. Like they may they may not be a first place team, but they'll still be around with Donovan Mitchell. Um, who knows, right? Yeah. Suns. Who knows what the Suns will do in the West? And then of course you have the East. You have Brooklyn. Uh, you have Philly. No. But yeah. Philly is a good uh, segue because who knows what's happening with Ben Simmons. I don't know. I'm not ready to throw in the towel on Ben Simmons. I still think he should stay in Philly and try to make it work there. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what team he goes to, he's going to have the same problem. The man's issue is that he doesn't want to shoot the ball. So I don't understand what team you're going to play for that's going to allow you to not shoot the ball. But how do you like, think the relationship is with like front office and Ben Simmons with all the trade speculations that have gone around, right? Yeah, things, yeah, things are probably have probably soured between them. But I don't think no relationship especially when it comes to, like, the sports thing is ever unsal- unsalvageable. Like, the guy just has mm-hmm. to be willing to work on his shooting. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the issue with the organization with him is that his unwillingness to shoot. Mm-hmm. Like, just shoot the damn basketball, bro. Like, even if you miss, who cares? Like, look at Giannis, bro. Like, Giannis yeah. is – honestly, a lot of guys need to take note of Giannis. Like, he's doing everything – like, he's doing it his way, and he's thriving, bro. Like, yeah. He's not that good of a shooter, but he still shoots. He's not a good mm-hmm. free throw shooter. He still tries to get to the line. Mm-hmm. He'll take his 10 seconds to get a shot up, but he's still going to try to get to the line because he understands these are free baskets, right? Yeah. Everyone, like you mentioned earlier, everyone's forming big threes. He's like, no, I'm going to stay in Milwaukee and I'm going to do it my way. And he won a ring. So, like, yeah. honestly, Giannis is very refreshing for the league, and I think the league needs him mm-hmm. because he's, like, completely just saying, yo, tradition. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just gonna do it my way, and he's he's making a killing off of doing it. Yeah, yeah, like you, you gotta look at his like uh, his his journey so far. Like he stayed, he got the big contract, and just from there, he already has a ring, 
right? Yeah. And he, he's, what, how old is he, 25, 26, yeah. right? Watching him win the finals, like, it was like a new feeling. It was just like, wow, like, this, you don't get that. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we had, like, the Lakers win last year. Um, we had the Raptors win, but that was, like, almost was, like, it was formulated, right? Having the Bucks win just naturally with, with Chris Middleton and Giannis, you know what I yeah. mean? And yes, they brought in Drew Holiday, but that's just, like, that's just working in the offseason to better your team. That's not just, you know, going all out just to have yeah. two stars, right? That's just, like, not players that fit in your system. And that's what Drew Holiday was, right? And P.J. Tucker. Yeah. So it, it, it was, like, a, a fresh feeling to see the Bucks just win like that and Giannis win the way he did and his yeah. dominance and just, like, beating Brooklyn and beating the Suns and then just, like, getting to the championship and just winning four straight, like, he deserved it. It, it was nice to see, yeah. It was like, really I'm nice excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see them going into next year. But, yeah, <clears throat> yeah it, like, it's crazy to see because you see Ben Simmons. So the Ben Simmons situation, if we can just reckon back to it. It's like if he was able to beat Atlanta in game seven, whether it's he dunked that ball instead of passing it, he did that <laughs> little, you know, <clears throat> a little difference where he scored two more points or four more points and they beat Atlanta. Uh, I don't think we're – and then say they lose to the Bucks 4-2 or 4-3 or whatever uh, happens in that series, the conversation is different, right? Ben exactly. Simmons will probably still be a sixer. It's just like – it's almost like recency bias. Since yeah. we saw him just crash and burn out, we're like uh, – it's almost like he's done. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. we need to get rid of him off the sixers any means necessary, right? So it's almost like if they go about trading Ben Simmons for all these other pieces, whatever it may be, are Sixers still a top two Eastern Conference team? You know what I mean? Because it's like they have to figure, figure themselves out again. And that's and that's the thing. Like, he has so much potential and talent, but no matter what team he goes to, like if the guy doesn't want to shoot the ball, defenses can easily adjust. Like, defenses will know how to guard him. So it doesn't matter the team that he goes on. Like, the only team that I could see it working out for him is Golden State. But they're going to have to give up some assets to get him. So it's so honestly, like, it's his best for both parties if he just stays there and just works on his confidence and just starts shooting. Whether you score or miss doesn't matter. Just shoot the damn ball. Like Yeah. yeah I, shoot, don't, I don't know. Shoot your shot. Like, if you can shoot your shot at, at, at a Jenner, you can shoot a basketball, bro. Yeah, very much, very much so. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's a Maya Jamma now. So let's yeah, Maya Jamma. Like, where's the confidence? You know, I don't yeah, I see. Like, where's the disconnect? I don't understand. Bro, that's hypergamy at its finest, bro. Wasn't she with uh, Chunks at some point, or were they just friends? No, nah, I think that was just a best friend thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I know she was with she was with Storms. You know, was she? Yeah, she was a storm. Oh, okay, I, I seen her doing yeah. work with Chunks. So I wasn't sure if like they had a little thing or if like mm-hmm. he was just like maybe in yeah. the friend zone. I don't know. Yeah, especially since Chunks, Chunks, like like it's almost like he was so motivated. Yeah, by, like, being around Maya Jamma, he was skinny, slim down, been in the gym. <laughs> he's like, yo, I, I got Maya Jamma on my arm. I gotta, you know, yeah. I gotta come correct. And then Ben Simmons said, yo, I'm shooting this now. <laughs> yeah, you see, the... damn, bro, it, it, it's a cold world out here, man. Yeah. You really be like that sometimes. It really yeah. does. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens, you know, for the rest of the off season. But I think we're kind of in agreement on things here, except for Space Jam. I think we're in agreement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to go back into Space Jam because I feel like that. That's it's not gonna have. 
yeah. the same impact as um, the infamous, the famous Michael Jordan's Space Jam. It won't carry the same weight 10, yeah. 20 years from now. So it is what it is, you know. Let it be something of the moment. That yeah. one, so that one uh, post-pandemic uh, summer where Space Jam came out, but uh, didn't have that same impact. But it is yeah. what it is, right? Yeah, the first um, one was a classic, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm course. not going to get into which one I think is better, but the first one definitely a classic. That's not a discussion, though. So that's rhetorical. <laughs> that's a rhetorical question. So regardless, we don't even have to answer that for the, for the listeners. Um, but did you get a chance to take in the draft or have any uh, insight on the draft? To be honest, no, I haven't really been follow. I, I didn't really follow the draft. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, mm-hmm. I seen, like, the Pistons got the first pick, and I seen who the Raptors drafted, but I didn't, I'm not too, all too familiar. What, what was your takeaways from it? Enlight, enlighten me, bro. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So, Cade Cunningham went first to Detroit, which was, which was known. Uh, I feel like the top three picks uh, were supposed to be the top three, top three picks. So, Cade Cunningham, uh, Jalen Green went second to Houston. And then um, Evan Mobley um, from USC went to um, who had the third pick? Cleveland went to Cleveland Cavaliers. But then it got a little, you know, shock. Shock level was a little bit higher when um, the Raptors pick was fourth, and they took um, Barnes, Scotty Barnes, where everyone was expecting them to take Jalen Suggs. Everyone yeah. knows Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga and winning the championship and having his his big big tournament run, right? So. Everyone was expecting Jalen Suggs and knowing that Lowry might be on the way out and we may need a guard replacement, it seemed like Jalen Suggs would be the right pick for the Raptors. Okay. But they went with Scotty Barnes. And I don't know much about Scotty Barnes. Like, I know he, he played out of Florida State. And he is, like, almost like your, your versatile two-way forward. Like, he's your similar OG type or Siakam type. So it, it almost seems like maybe Siakam might be out the door with them going this route, right? Like, Rasters do a good job drafting great fit players, and they're able to develop their, their players. And, I, and, and Scotty Barnes is not a bad pick, of course. Like, he was supposed to go around four to six. The Raptors had on their mind. Who knows what Bobby Webster and Masai were thinking, but yeah. they clearly have a, a, a plan, right? And yeah. I just – I wasn't, like, excited to ha- to draft Scotty Barnes because, like, we have OG, we have Siakam, we have those grit and grind two-way players that can't really shoot, but, like, they work hard on both sides of the ball and they could develop and eventually become better like Siakam did and like OG did. But, yeah. like, I feel like it was time for us to get someone like Jalen Suggs just from, like, the entertainment standpoint. Like, everyone yeah. knows who he is because Gonzaga, that Gonzaga one, right? So that would be a lot of jersey sales. And it's like he could be a nice face for the franchise type of player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we haven't had a, a face of the franchise guy in, in a while. And I, I don't think Scotty Barnes has that type of ceiling. I feel like, like Jalen Suggs would more likely to have that type of ceiling to be the face of the franchise and actually be a guy that could, you know, like that you could sell. But Jalen Suggs ended up going uh, fifth to Orlando uh, right after the Raptors pick. So who knows, right? That, that creates some bad blood. Like you, we passed on Jalen Suggs, who was supposed to be our pick, and who knows how that will turn around to bite us in the ass, right? Because that's usually how it happens. 
Because right. I noticed that one. Like, I saw the Raptors pick, and I did find that to be a little bit strange. Mm-hmm. But I think guys like Siakam and Ananobi, like, I think those guys, like, what you're seeing from them is as good as they're going to get. Like, I don't think yeah. their ceiling goes any higher than this. That's a thing, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if one of those guys are on the outs, and then this guy is going to be kind of groomed to replace one of them and take their place on the team. Yeah. But at the same time, like – you don't really get a fourth pick all that often, so it's you kind of want to draft for the future too, unless they're really banking on like being able to trade for a star player, and then using I mean, Siakam as bait to do that. Yeah, because that's the only thing I can. That's the only way I can really rationalize it is that you're going to use Siakam and maybe a couple of other pieces as like as a trading piece to bring in a star type player to pair alongside uh, the guy they just drafted. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting his name. What's his name? Scotty Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes, yeah. Scotty Pippen yeah. and Matt Barnes. Yeah. Becky, <laughs> Becky with the good hair. That's what I'm saying. Like, Jalen Suggs, like, you know, you just know, oh, Jalen Suggs, you're not going to forget that name. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Scotty Barnes, like, you can't really – it's a fourth pick, too. You know what I mean? You want to have a, yeah. a franchise-type player if you get drafted in the lottery, right? So that and that's the part that didn't really make much sense to me. Yeah. Exactly. Like that is like when you have like a a seven eight pick or a ninth pick, like that's when you can go with like the best player available type thing. But like when you have a chance to get a just a guy that's like like Jalen Suggs really reminded me of Fred Van Vliet, but in a way like he was a more refined Fred Van Vliet. Like Fred Van Vliet was like when it came to the championship year, he, like he really came out of his shell, right? And I feel like Suggs is at that point where Fred Van Vliet is right now. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's, his skills are refined. His, he's way ahead of schedule as a rookie coming into the NBA. Plug and uh, play, right? I feel like Suggs has that opportunity. Scotty is, I don't know how much it'll take for him to be a starter, per se. You know what I mean? I hear what you're saying, yeah. So, so yeah, the way you're breaking it down makes sense, like, Van Vliet had to become. This guy already is. Yeah. So, we'll see. Of course, like, it's still early. Like, the, yeah. when is the season starting? Is it October still, or are they pushing it back? I think they're going back to the, regu- the, regular, the regular season. So, I yeah. think it's going to start, like, end of October, early November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a lot of time. There's a lot of moves to be made. I'm sure there will be a lot of moves made. Definitely, I don't yeah. know. And free agency has... Free agency hasn't even started yet, too, right? So yeah, exactly. So there's a lot, a lot of things to to discuss going forward because yeah. I feel like this is just we just had the draft. There's much more to come uh, going forward, like uh, with the upcoming NBA season. That's yeah. a few months away, right? Now it's Definitely. really more into the NFL and um, soccer that's around the corner. So yeah. Bro, I'm going to get you back on, and we're going to have a lot more to discuss. But I really wanted us to just uh, – I really want to touch base with you and get your thoughts on the whole Westbrook to the Lakers thing, man. Yeah, of course. Of course. This and is a nice draft little quick well. chat. Yeah, yeah. It was good to, you know, just get those cobwebs, you know, off me and get freshened up and get ready for uh, podcasting again, you know? so Yeah, definitely, bro. We're yeah, definitely so – feels good. Going to have you on a lot more frequently, bro. Yeah, it sounds good. I, I'm also, uh, if I can plug my uh, little 
something here. I feel of like of course, bro. Go right ahead. I, um, I might be starting a new podcast coming soon. Uh, called the Always One Podcast. It's gonna be a podcast, um, based on betting. A lot okay. of betting inset picks, news, uh, tips, casino, just to get that information out there because I feel like that's not so much covered in Canada. So okay. just to have a, a Toronto-based or a Canadian-based podcast focusing on betting, I feel like betting is growing, especially in the States. We're seeing more legalization with betting uh, across, mm-hmm. the, across the States. So it's also going to grow here. So just to have a podcast just covering – Picks, just giving out free picks, just giving out what we like for the week and covering all bases around sports and and betting news, betting stocks and betting casinos and all around that fun stuff. So look out for that. It will be called the Always One Podcast. And yeah. Perfect. So, and how, could, how can people connect with you? Uh, what's your IG? I'm going to plug that as well. Yeah, no problem. So... The IG is always one podcast. It's one word. And the Twitter is always one, the number one underscore podcast. So, Perfect. yeah, if you want to follow on Instagram or Twitter, um, we'll be sure to have a lot more content coming up very shortly. Perfect, bro. All right, Jordan, my guy, until next time. Always Again, thank you, you Yusuf. I appreciate this. And we'll talk course, more, bro. yes. Most definitely, man. Stay up, bro. Yeah, you too. Take care. Welcome to another episode of the Wire to Wire podcast. For this episode, I'm joined by Jordan, and we discuss the Westbrook trade to the Lakers and the 2021 NBA draft. So without further ado, let's just get right to it.